2: We always forget what we're talking about. Must be the wine. I will earn
1: that money back and destroy him. Dude, if your internet's going to be boo boo this entire time, I'm going to be mad.
2: Howdy, and welcome to Laptop Empires Podcast. I'm Mike. He's Bobby, and today we've got a special guest who's been a guest here like fifty bajillion times, Chris Orzakowski. All right, so how are y'all doing today? Doing good. Awkward silence. Yeah, I
0: thought Bobby was going to go
2: first. I wasn't sure. It's it's it made me think of that, Bobby. You posted like a like a meme or something earlier. It was like a cartoon, and it was like silence, and then one person just went awkward silence. It was like, yeah, now that you said it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at one point in in the life of this podcast, we're gonna have to figure out some way to to like signal who's talking next. But I feel who's like doing it's more, Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's more organic if you just everybody starts talking. But no, man, I'm good. I'm just uh surviving here in my uh my, my self-quarantine uh, yourself I've been quarantine you've been enjoying for a yeah i've been doing this for five years now so yeah. i haven't i haven't been sick in five years i don't think i don't know if that's true or not but anyway no i'm doing good everybody's good
0: yeah that's, that's the funniest thing about all this is like No real change in lifestyle for any of us, you know, like it's (laughs) business as usual, like everyone's freaking out. We're like, Hey, going to work in, you know, in the, in the spare room or whatever, like no change, but I like it. I I think, I hope the quarantine lasts for a long time. Cause you know, I hope the virus goes away, (laughs) but if the quarantine lasts for the next five or 10 years, I think the world will be a much better place everyone works from this, home. this yeah.
2: podcast is not going to age well either way because i think this is coming out in two weeks so either it's going to be totally over or it's going to be like zombie apocalypse yeah there's going to be somebody yeah. that's like <laughs> listening to it you know in hiding and they're going to be like chris is an idiot now there's zombies <laughs> you know what's
1: going to be funny i th- i do think that like everybody's gonna be working from home and obviously we do but like I think people are going to find that it's like not as exciting as what they thought it was going to be. Like, there's a lot of people are probably like, yes, I finally get to work from home. And then they're going to do it. And then they're going to be like, hmm, this really wasn't as special as I kind of thought it was going
0: to be. Everyone wants to to do the work from home without the work part. You know, everyone wants to be home and chill and drink wine at 9 a.m. And, you know, do all those things in your pajamas. It's fun, right? It's like this romantic idea. And then... It's like, oh no, I actually have to be in front of my computer for 8 hours a day and like don't bother me and, you know. Right. It'll be an interesting little social experiment for the country, that's
2: for sure. I've I've seen stuff where it's like you think you're going to have random dance parties in the kitchen, you'll do it once and feel really awkward and never do it again. You think you're <laughs> never going to wear pants, but then some you know delivery is going to show up at the door and you're going to smell horrible because you haven't showered in 3 days and then you'll start to act like a regular human being and then <laughs> i forget what the other one was but i mean there were some really some really funny ones and oh they're like your zen perfect morning routine will last for about two days and then you'll mm-hmm. just end up sleeping in too late because you really don't have to be anywhere so it's yeah
1: just, yeah the biggest benefit i think of all these people being home is that you're going to be able to sell more things online so i'm just transitioning us back into what we're actually talking about
2: hmm Yeah. Okay. So good. So today, before we get into it, today is going to be, we're going to be talking to you about a concept called pay yourself first that Chris talks about inside of his new make it rain monthly newsletter. And so today's episode is brought to you by the make it rain monthly newsletter. And if you want to join, there's a link in the show notes. Uh, the newsletter is $99 per month, teaches you how to really be a stud at email marketing, make lots of money sending emails from your computer with no pants on. Um, and if you join today using code Laptop Empires, you're gonna get $20 off for the first three months. You're basically gonna get the founding member rate because we're homies with Chris and he's gonna hook y'all up even though you're not founding members. So um, if you wanna be the second round of founding members, now's your opportunity. Laptop Empires is the code, $20 off for three months. And with that said, Chris, let's start talking about this concept of pay yourself first. I don't know how you intended people to go through your newsletter, but when you send that first month of your newsletter, when they join, they get a book called Pay Yourself First. It's 127 pages. I've been reading through it. You know, it's really, really good. And uh, then you're also gonna get the actual newsletter month after month after month, but that pay yourself first comment is kind of like the foundational philosophy, at least. So that's where I started um, with reading. I haven't even read the newsletter part yet because I'm still working my way through the book, but I love this concept. It's pretty straightforward, but pay yourself first basically means email your list and make money for you at the start of your day. So Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about this. Why don't you kind of break it down for us and let our audience know like why you think this is so
0: important. Yeah. Um, You know, there's a lot of things that have influenced my mindset on email and just entrepreneurship too. One of those things being, you know, I remember back, you know, four or five years ago when you and me like first met and uh, we, you know, I kind of showed you some, some cool email copy stuff with the the fitness Mm -hmm. business that you had. And I remember, you you know, I think you were like texting me when I was teaching in class or something. You're like, holy crap, dude, I just sent that email out and it generated like $3,500 worth of business. Yep. Uh, $3,500 off one email. Yeah, so like, that's not bad, you know, like, let's do that again. Let's just keep doing it again and again and again. And uh, it's funny, because I talked to so many business owners of all shapes and sizes selling all different kinds of things, different markets, and um, they're just focused on like everything but making the cash register ring. And like, that is the only thing that I want to do in my business is make the cash register ring. Like, you know, there's, like, I, there's this one guy who, who's a subscriber, uh, real good dude. And he was a little skeptical at first. And I, I wrote an email about the concept of paying yourself first, which is this idea where, you know, you're going to pick a frequency of how many times you're going to stay in contact with your list. Like daily is great, but you don't have to. Like some people only will do four times or three times a week and that's fine. You know, whatever you can keep up with. Some people... Can only commit to one time a week. That's fine too. But like it's this mentality where you are going to do something at the beginning of each day or the beginning of each week, and you're going to create an asset for your business, something that puts money into your pocket before you pay your vendors and before you pay the social media companies that you're advertising on, before you pay your bill, before you pay everyone else. It's, it's that financial concept, right? Uh, from the richest man in Babylon, like you're going to pay yourself first. And back to this guy that I was talking about uh, when I wrote the pay yourself first concept, I first unpacked it in an email before I started selling the newsletter. This guy was like, man, this is such a breath of fresh air. Like every single time I, f- you know, I feel like I have so many things doing in my business. Like I'm, re- t- re- t- you know, tinkering with this retargeting ad or creating another article or doing all the stuff. But like, then my wife will, will hit me up and say, Hey, we need money f- for, uh, you know, our kid's school bill. So he'll go send an email and make some money. And I'm like, why don't you just make that a habit? Like do that all right. the time, like bring the cash in, because if you can bring cash into your business, the, and the easiest and fastest and most reliable and consistent way to do that is with email. Obviously you guys know that. And then you have the cash flow to, you know, A, live the lifestyle you want and B, to basically pay for anything to to solve any other kind of problem you could ever have in your business, right? Like your job as a business owner, as a marketer is to bring in money to your business, first and foremost. Like if you can't do that, you're not going to be successful. If you can do that, literally any other problem that's out there, there's someone you could hire to help you with that. So I just like this idea of like, you know, teaching people how to be the rainmaker in their business, where they know that they have control over their cash and control over their revenue and control. If you can control those things, you can control your destiny, right? Because that's that's basically what I do. I realize that I'm really good at email and not good at a lot of other things. So I say, I'm going to generate money with email, and then I'm going to hire someone to help me with ads. I'm going to hire a VA to help me with customer service. I'm going to hire, you know, a project manager to help me stay organized. And I'm going to hire all these people because, I suck at all that stuff, but I can bring in the money and pay all those people to help me continue to grow this thing.
1: Yeah. I like the concept too. I you know, when I Mike and I talked about this, just email like doing the first thing in the morning is emailing the list. And at first I kind of actually had some resistance in the back of my mind to it because I was like, "Man, I don't want to wake up and like just start working." But I started doing that the last probably a week and a half. And I think it's some of the best emails I've ever written. And I don't really know why. I don't know if it's just more in my like creative space zone or whatever, but I've been just coming in the office, writing a quick email and selling something, which has been really good. I mean, it brings in revenue. Like I've been able to just promote an affiliate product because before I was just writing emails, just to content. Like I was just getting people to content, getting them to the website And this time. now it's been like, I'm just going to sell something every morning. And you know how many people have complained about that? None. I haven't had a single person that's like, oh, you're selling too much. They don't like, they don't care. They just like the emails. So yeah, I've been doing that. I think it's been really cool and I've made more money. So that's been good. That's been a good thing.
0: Yeah, it it is a good thing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's one of those things, like, I think, you know, when we talked about, I was reading, you know, your newsletter came in and I was like reading it because I was I was not working, right? I had taken time off with a baby. So I'm like sitting in my recliner chair with a baby on my chest, like reading your newsletter because it was actually, no offense, man, but the reason I was like reading that, one, I was excited, but it was also way easier to hold than a regular book when you're like trying to balance a baby. (laughs) This is big spiral bound thing. No, I was reading that and I was getting really excited because, you know, the first section of your book, you're just pounding this pay yourself first concept into your brain and the more I was reading I just started feeling guilty because I kept thinking about it. I was like man Bobby and I like our emails go out so late because it'll be like we're trying to do all these other things for clients or whatever and we just don't put the time into it as much and realistically when you look at our business we're an email marketing company. (laughs) Like when you, (laughs) when you really look at laptop empires, like that's the foundation of everything we do, even the traffic and all the other things that we specialize in, they really support that. And so I was like, I remember messaging Bobby and I was like, man, we just got to apply this principle. Like we've got to shift how we do things and make it the first thing we do. And and then there were, there were other things that we talked about. We had to change too. Like we got to figure out what it is that we're going to talk about. What is we're going to promote because we get into that, resistance mindset of like, we don't know what we're going to send people to, or we don't know what we're going to talk about. And so then it delays it or we don't, you know? And so it was like, we got to be more, more strategic about this. Reading your book has kind of been the catalyst for that. And I think it's like Bobby said, it's already having an impact, you know, with him writing this past week. So, you know, for millennial money, man, and some of the ones we've done uh, this week for Ellie. So So tell us more about it. I've got, you know, something that I think is really interesting from the book that I would love for you to talk about is writing your own emails because you just mentioned like the best thing that you do is write email. So you're just focusing on that thing. But I think a lot of people that are listening to this, they're going, well, that's not the best thing I do. Right. And that's, I'm not, you know, I'm not as good at it or I've never done it. or I don't have the experience, you know, Bobby's kind of gone that full spectrum where like early on where he, you know, he was like, man, I could get better at this. And now like, you know, I read his emails and go like, oh crap, no one on our list is going to want me to write because <laughs> he's passed <laughs> me at this. But I think there's a lot of people that might scared to do it because they don't have the experience. And you actually advocate in your book that comes with the newsletter That you should be the one to write, not hiring somebody out because nobody is going to appreciate your business or it's your business not as important to to anyone else as it is to you. And nobody has your personality and your personality is your brand. And so you kind of advocate to like doing it yourself and making this one of those Even though there's, you can outsource anything, like this is one of the things that you shouldn't outsource. So, can you like elaborate on that? Cause I thought that was really interesting. Cause I've definitely had times where I'm like, man, I wish somebody else would write my emails.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of ways I could reinforce that. But, but here's the way I like to look at it like, your business, no matter what size your business is, your business exists to solve a problem. For a certain group of people and give them a result or solve multiple problems, give them multiple different results, right? That's basically the same kind of thing. So you are basically the person, you're the Sherpa that is going to guide people up the mountain from, you know, they're at the bottom of the mountain, they're in pain, they're in a place they don't want to be. And at the top of the mountain is when they've achieved the result they want, when they've accomplished their goal. And you're going to be the person who helps guide them. And that doesn't matter whether you're a coach, whether you're a blogger, whether you sell a physical product, whether you sell a software product, whether you have a a brick and mortar store, it's literally all the same stuff. The only reason people buy products in the first place are to solve problems and achieve a certain result or a certain outcome. So that's like the foundational piece that, that you need to understand. And now when you take that kind of, when you look at it through that kind of lens, right? And you look at your business, you are the person who started this business to help those people your job in those emails is to demonstrate that and to tell stories and to every single, you know, provide content and messaging that's going to move them towards that end outcome. Yes, you know, at some point you may get to a level where you just have to outsource. And I think for most people, you know, that might be a reality. I think in the beginning though, You know, most people who are listening to this are probably going to be beginners. There might be some people who are more advanced, but I think in the beginning, it's super useful to kind of form your your brand voice and your brand identity and that that bond with your customers. You know, when you look at like Dollar Shave Club, for instance, like I forget the guy's name, but like Dollar Shave Club sold for a billion dollars and is now a multi-billion-dollar company. But it was started by some dude, and he was the dude in the commercials, and everyone knew that guy. And eventually, he kind of relinquished control and grew a whole marketing. They probably had floors of marketing people, writers, and email people and everyone else and that's fine that's the natural progression of things but in the beginning you know he didn't have this whole marketing team it was him and he was a funny dude and he was making a lot of those a lot of the content messaging and those kind of things so i just have seen this enough times where like it's okay to start and have that one job and i also look at it too like you have people like ryan lee who's running you know a huge supplement company fast growing supplement company or, or company. health company and he's still writing his own email so it's like if it's, you know, and that dude is in like the Mount Rushmore of like internet marketing people, you know, like he's super smart dude. He's awesome at what he does. He's been doing this for a couple of decades now. Like if that dude could do it, it's a useful thing to do. You know, that's the thing. It's like some people will build their business. So they are the rainmaker and some people will outsource and sometimes, you know, they'll outsource that that rainmaking job. And sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Right. So right. I just think for, from a control standpoint, It just makes a lot of sense. From a leverage standpoint, it makes a lot of sense because when you get good at email, it takes you 10, 15, 20 minutes. That's the first thing you do and you dash it off and you go and you're making sales all day, and then you're you're putting out the fires and delegating and in meetings and everything, that's fine. Do all that stuff afterwards. But if you get that first big important task out of the way, then you're off to the races. Cash is rolling in while you're doing everything else. Even if you don't send the email first thing, you, maybe you send them a night, that's fine. But you wrote it and you got it off your plate and scheduled to go out. Yeah. I think
1: I honestly believe right now that email, even though email marketing has been around forever, Like I still think it's the biggest, or no, the easiest way to differentiate yourself from your competitors right now, because I look at like in the personal finance blogging space, none of them send emails that are any good. Like you know, no offense if you listen to this, you're a personal finance blogger, but your emails probably suck. And it's like because they're sending news like like, (laughs) newsletter roundup blasts, like it's it's true, and everybody knows it. You know, they and so for me, since I've restructured Millennial Money Man over the last year and brought in all these people to help with all these different things, like the email thing is what I'm still leaning on because nobody else in my space is really focusing on it. I've been in meetings with other like very large bloggers that are like, eh, I don't really, I just don't see the, the value <laughs> in like email marketing. And it's just like, okay, cool. Well, I'm gonna go hard on it and develop that personal uh, connection with my brand. And I just think there's so many people like, once you kind of figure out how email works, it's not that hard. To, like, I think it's way harder to write for SEO than it is to write for email. Like email is like the most natural, flexible form of writing there is in my opinion, because you can put whatever the hell you want in there. Like I just, my emails are ridiculous. Like half the time I send them out, but people are like, oh, this is the greatest thing I've ever read. And you can't do that with some of the other mediums. So I just think it's huge, man. I think more people need to lean into email marketing and the ones that don't, I think they're going to have a hard time, especially moving forward. If we do have kind of a a recession economy and and things are a little bit tighter and, you know, more companies are kind of going under or just having a hard time. Like I do think that people are going to look for more of a trustworthy you know, person instead of a brand, and I think email kind of allows you to do that more than anything else. So I think people should lean into it.
0: Yeah, the one thing you said, you know, the trustworthiness, like that's really where that trust and that bond is built is through email. You can do it with social. I'm not mm-hmm. saying you can't do it with any other medium. Like I listen to Scott Adams' podcast every or Periscope, whatever it's called, but he puts it in, into iTunes, so I listen to it on, on the app. But he shows up every 365 days a year and he's been doing that for like three years now. So like if you're going to be that rock solid consistent and have an awesome product, then yeah, you know, I mean, more or less, it's the same idea. He's kind of paying himself first too, right? So it doesn't necessarily have to be email if you are a YouTuber and like that's your bread and butter. You could definitely benefit. You'll definitely make more money if you do email. But it's just that consistent creating the messaging every day. And the thing, too, is like, even if you suck at this, it's not going to work. You know, like, there's with email, there's kind of a low, very low bar to step over because so many companies are just sending out these stupid, over designed emails with 30% off. And it's every freaking weekend, it's a 30% off sale. And people just delete those. Like someone, someone was just telling me the other day. Like, yeah, I always delete the discount emails, and but I but I read the ones with good copy. I'm like, well, yeah, that's that's how people work, right? Like, that's good email marketing. So the bar is low, number one. So even if you get decent, you know, even if you get you know good enough, you'll make sales. And the thing too is like email is compounding. It is a it's like compound interest. It's like if you put you know twenty bucks into your IRA every single day that is going to hockey stick after a while right it's just investing it's just the way we I mean you know obviously don't right now I oh the market yeah I get that it's there's ups and downs but like over time dollar cost averaging that's going to improve because that's the way it works email is the same kind of thing like you know i think you guys can both agree you guys both started writing emails years ago but if you look back at some of those first few emails they're a little bit painful right but the emails even you mike like i know you don't write as much as bobby because you're doing a lot of other things but your emails are freaking great and when you send them out like they're so much better than when you started it's like I'm a big believer in doing, you know, these are all financial concepts. And like you guys, I'm preaching the choir here. But in addition, when you pay yourself first, your skills compound and you get better and better and better each time. It's like you write yourself good. It's hard to do something. every. Like If you do pushups every day, you're going to get stronger, right? You're not going to get weaker from doing pushups every day. And it's the same thing with email.
2: I felt like there are probably three different topics that I could take this just based off what you said, but I'm going to try and keep it centered on two related things that came to mind. And the first one is it doesn't matter if you're good or bad, and like you said, you're going to be able to stand out and I'll explain that in a second. But I think the other thing that's important to keep in mind is that you will have your own voice and everybody has their own voice. You know, I can't compare myself and my emails to Bobby's because we have a totally different voice. I mean, the reality is like Bobby's way funnier than I am. Like (laughs) it's just straight up, like just in a written, you know, in sitting down and writing and when he posts, when he writes blog posts, when he, uh, you know, so social media blogs, emails, he writes funny. I don't you know, that's just not my personality. You know, like the only times I'm funny is like when I say something off the cuff, you know, and so I'm better in a video and podcast medium. And so, but knowing that, like, I'm not trying to do what he's doing. A lot of times mine end up being more on the infotainment spectrum, more on the info side of the spectrum where I'm kind of teasing a concept and then trying to get them to the content because that's just like, man, I write dry sometimes, you know, like teaching, like is kind of naturally how I write. And so you can't compare yourself to others and you can't worry about like, am I good at this or bad at this? Because it's just about having a voice, right? And you'll develop your voice over time. I mean, Bobby's voice has developed a lot, you know, over time. I think it's like a real clear, if people go look, you know, at Millennial Money Man two years ago to now, like I think you can see this clear progression, but like that happened from writing and from learning. So if you're worried about it, don't worry about that because, your people already like you, and they're gonna, the, you're gonna attract and repel people that are attracted or, you know, repelled by you. And that's totally cool because you don't wanna work with people that don't like you. You want people to, that like you, you know, um, and that'll naturally happen. And I think that low bar thing is really important too. In your book, you talked about when people get male, like real physical male in this pile A, pile B concept. And there's the stuff you want to read that's like it's from your grandma or your friend or it's you know uh, something you paid for, you know, or whatever. And then there's like the credit card offers and the, the spam coupons and that. And you sort pile A and pile B and then you tear pile B in half and you throw it in the garbage can. Or I think in the book you talked about, you put pile A on the counter, pile B in the trash can, yeah. right? And it's the same thing in the inbox, right? They're looking at it and they're like advertisement, advertisement delete delete oh real person We're, I'm gonna read that one and mm. like that's what happens when all of us send emails people read them you know and so that low bar is can you get through the sorting phase because if you can get through the sorting phase they're gonna read yours not because you're a stellar email copywriter right now but because you're a human and they want to hear things so um I think like that just is is a huge, huge thing to think about. Like, cause I know this is scary, like, but just, it's okay. Like you don't have to be, you don't have to be great at it, especially if your list is tiny right now. And if your list is massive, because actually let me speak on this real quick. We know a lot of people, Bobby, that have these humongous lists, like hundred thousand and they're scared to send emails to oh, people. yeah <laughs> You have a yeah, free like. reign right now because if you have a list that big, they already love you. So you could just send a pile of flaming garbage into their mail <laughs> and they would be like, Oh my God, you're the best person ever. You know, like <laughs> you just take advantage of that, you know, just start doing it. People won't, won't
0: mind. A lot of people are, are scared. I talk to, I've talked to people every single day who are scared about emailing their list. Cause when people leave and I'm like, people are absolutely going to leave. Of course they're going to leave. Yeah, You're going to get unsubscribes after like with my list. Once I got over a thousand, definitely. I was getting subscribes every single time I emailed. Uh, Once I got over 1,500, I was noticing anywhere from two to five. And now it's it's sometimes, actually lately it's been pretty good. I think I got a lot of people. I pruned my list a little bit too. But um, you're going to get no matter what your list. Now, my list is like 2000. So I get, you know, two to five still consistently. But email is a filtering mechanism, like what you were saying before, Mike, about you want to only have the best people in your life, like email self filters, because the more that you email, the more that the people who shouldn't be there, who are never going to buy from you, who don't like your stuff, and who don't align with your voice are going to leave. But what's cool, and that's a worry too, people, like, I just want to circle back to what you said before about, you know, oh, I'm worried about being as good as Bobby or Mike or Chris or whoever, or the, I love this person's emails, I can never be that good. You don't have to be, because the people who like you for you are going to stick around, and they're going to buy from you. And the people who don't, that's fine, they can go find another Sherpa to guide them up the mountain, right? But it's this automatic self filtering mechanism so that over time, the more you do this, you get more and more of your best people and less of the toxic people you don't want in your life.
1: Yeah. I think a good example is just my wife, like coral. I've watched her start a list from nothing with her YouTube channel. And when she first started writing emails, she was really concerned about the same thing. Like Mike was saying, unless she's like, Oh, I'm not as funny as you, but you know, I was like, don't worry about being as funny as me. Cause I'm not sure that funny always sells one and then i the other part is like that's just not her personality she's more particular but what she's found with her brand as it started to grow is that the things that crush for her are her reviews when she does reviews on youtube because she is so particular and she goes through every aspect of the product that she's reviewing and people that really want in-depth information on whatever if it's a vacuum or a rice cooker or whatever the hell it is they're going hey this is great like your reviews are awesome because they're so in-depth and when she writes emails and sends people to youtube videos or affiliate products now her voice is more like deliberate and particular than mine, but she's attracting those people that want that, that want that in-depth information and want that like particularness from their emails. And she's going to make a whole bunch of money from it, you know, because she's getting the right people. And it's not about being funny or always entertaining. It's about getting people that like your personality or that relate to you. And then they go buy the stuff that you tell them to buy. So yeah. it's been cool to watch that. Cause I think that she's finally, uh, you know, past the point of caring, like, about making the emails like mine and she just writes her own shit and it's good dude. Yeah. I mean, side note, like her stuff is like, she's got it all charted out. It goes to like her personality. She's got it like all charted out with like her daily revenue and stuff. And it's like every month, at least going up by 200%. And it's, it's getting kind of like, if you start to like map that stuff out, I'm like thinking five years from now, I am going to be able to quit and
2: just, do I'm going to be down <laughs> to business partner. Bobby's going to be asking for a buyout because he's going to be yeah. like retiring off coral. <laughs>
1: yeah. But it, but it's crazy, but she's just leaning into what she does and her strengths and, and it, plays the Same thing with emails. Like nobody taught her necessarily. I mean, she took your ECA course, but like, you know, she just started, she had never written emails before she's just practiced so much and now she's got a voice and now she's, it fits with her brand and it's going to grow over time. So,
2: yeah. So I want to cover one more thing on this topic because I think the concept of pay yourself first goes so far beyond just email. Like, I mean, you're talking about mm-hmm. it in the context of like do something for yourself to make money to start the day and that should be send an email to your list and and get paid but i think especially for the freelancers out there or well i'm sure for the bloggers too but especially for the freelancers like you gotta go do something for your business right and chris i know you've dealt with this you know i've had so many conversations about this but i have learned like if i can do something to work on laptop empires before I get started in fighting the fires of the client work, then I'm going to end the day on a happier note. But when I'm not doing that and I'm putting the client work first and I'm not making progress on my things and building my business, I start to get grumpy, you know, for lack of a better word, because I start to feel like, oh my God, I'm so tired of building things for other people instead of putting time to building things for me. Right. And then that can bleed, you know, that could potentially bleed into the client work. And I love helping other people build their businesses. I mean, that's one of the reasons that I left, you know, a legal career to do this is because it's just I love it. But that whole mindset that kind of filters in, I'm responsible for it. Right. Because when I start putting them ahead of me. And that doesn't mean you ignore them. Right. But like when you don't put yourself first and do your thing first, I allow myself to get into that place. So I think that there's a lot of different ways that this can apply where you have to take care of you. I mean, it's the same thing of like, you know, you got to take care of your health first. Right for the benefit of your friends, your family, your whatever, you know, all of, you really have to take care of yourself first to be more happy and to be more successful. So what, what are your thoughts on, cause I know I'm not saying we're perfect at this. We all struggle with this, but like, what are y'all's thoughts on like, how do we apply that concept in our business? Maybe from a freelance perspective and a, you know, you having your own brand perspective, like, Cause I think that'd be a good closing spot for this conversation.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I'm glad we're going to talk about this because there's definitely some people out there right now who are listening and saying, well, it's good for you guys. You guys have email lists. I don't. And I am that freelancer. I am that service provider you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I was that we were all there. We were literally all started Mm -hmm. there. But the thing that we did was instead of paying ourselves first by writing an email and selling something, we paid ourselves first by building an asset at some point. And, you know, There's ways you could do this. Some people like to do this, you know, wake up and and spend an hour or half an hour on your own stuff. What I did, I did things a little differently. I started years ago blocking off the first like two to four hours of Monday. So, in the beginning of the work week, I said, those first two to four hours, I know I have clients emailing me or they emailed me last night and they have this emergency and whatever. I said, I'm not dealing with that until noon, until my stuff is done, until I wrote an article or I. You know, put it on a new page on my website, or I set up a process or a system or a SOP, a standard operating procedure for the kind of work that I do. Like, they don't always have to be public facing assets, but if every single week you're building one more asset, one more asset, one more asset, eventually, again, stuff compounds, right? And you can kind of tip the scales from being completely reliant on everyone else to having leverage where there's more demand for you than there is you to go around. And, you know, a lot of people now, it's funny, because people like, oh, I want to do what you do. I want to have courses and a list and a website and articles. And I'm like, yeah, you absolutely can. It's just going to take work. You know, like I started publishing content in January of 2016. I probably published a few really crappy articles before that, like for my copywriting business. But, you know, I started like on Medium before I even had a real website. And I think January 2016 was the first article. And really, over the past year or so, my stuff has started to take off. So that's three years of publishing in relative obscurity. And the thing is, I don't think it'll take most people that long because you're listening to this podcast now. And now that you are armed with this knowledge, you should be able to do that a lot faster. But it will take some work, right? I'm not saying you can do this in two weeks later, all of a sudden, holy crap, all my dreams came true. Like we, we just you know, <laughs> like being real people. I know you guys do too. Yeah. But I've always viewed this like I'm going to be doing this for twenty or thirty or forty years or fifty years because who knows how long we'll live, right? Then again, it could be fifty days of the coronavirus, but I think it'll be more like fifty. <laughs> <or> 50 <laughs> 60 years, right? You know, um, <laughs> but but I would say to myself like, in the grand scheme of things, if I spend a year writing and no one knows who I am. I'm writing every single day or writing every single week. That's a drop in the bucket. That's not like when I'm 50 years old, I'm going to be thankful that when I was 26, 27, 28, 29, even if you're 35 right now, even if you're 45 right now, right? Like if you're going to be working for the next 20 years, spend a year and start paying yourself first every single week. But that 12 months is going to pass anyway. You know what I mean? That's always been my mentality is like, you have to to set aside some time to build assets and you have to be willing to just just like compound interest. Like it's not going to come, it's not going to hockey stick tomorrow, but it might hockey stick in 12 months or 18 months. It could be even be six months if you really are, are good. You know, that's the thing. Everyone's different, different fields, different types of activities. Some people will dedicate seven days a week to it. You know, I'm talking about doing it at a once a week interval. So you could feasibly make things happen faster, but that's kind of what has to happen.
2: Well, even if you did an hour, the first hour of your day, your work day was your stuff. You know, I'm not gonna look at emails, I'm not gonna look at client messages and that kind of stuff. You know, if you are a freelancer, your clients aren't gonna know that. They don't have yeah. a clue. Like that, you know, you could if somebody was like, Oh, why haven't you not responded on media yet? And it's like, oh, I've been working on your stuff. <laughs> like they don't know, you know, so it's just like it's next to either. you,
0: yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What
2: are your so, thoughts, Bobby? Oh, um, yeah, that was, well, you no, I was
0: just,
2: <laughs> Yeah, no, I was just it was
1: funny. I was just thinking when Chris was talking about medium, like I started on medium. I just wrote a couple of blog posts on medium and Nobody, I mean, some people shared them and stuff like that, but it was more just like my friends and I didn't know what I was doing at all. Like I didn't have any of this knowledge that we were talking about here. I didn't have a podcast that I was listening to. I didn't have the make it rain newsletter that you should all go by. Like I, I didn't have any of that stuff, you know, and, and I stumbled my way into being able to, to have an audience and all that kind of stuff. So I, I really think like if you do just start and don't worry about sucking or anything like that and just get started. And then you listen to a podcast like this or other like consume more content about how to actually structure, you know, emails or actually, you know, build a business. I think you're going to be I think that this is still probably the best time in our history to to start a business and make money online. I mean, I think we're still in just like the very, very baby stages of this whole thing. So, yeah, I mean, it's just funny how I started from nothing, you know, and, and I've got a, a pretty sizable list and all that kind of stuff now. And it's. You just got to start. You just got to do it.
0: And everyone starts from zero. You know, like yeah. that's the the one thing. Like uh, when I worked for Jeff Walker, like one of the big objections when we would do the launch, you know, people are like, well, you know, all these people you're talking about, all these case studies, they have lists. I'm like, yeah, well, they, you know, we were like, they started from zero. They started exactly where you were. Like Bobby, at one point you didn't have a list. Mike, at one point you didn't have a list. You didn't have an agency, right? Like you create these things. Like that's the cool part about, the, you know, to piggyback on what you're saying, Bobby, like the time we live in right now, like you can create an empire out of words and ideas and thoughts. And like, that's what you guys have essentially done, right? Like, that's what I've done. I literally spend every day just typing words. It's it's essentially coding, but it's not a computer language, right? I'm just creating lines of code. It's just emails, it's messaging, it's copy, it's ideas, which become products and articles and websites and digital assets, right? Like, You have this opportunity, and none of us knew anything when we started. We're just idiots. We're like, I don't know. We're just going to line figure it out. Like that's what you do, one foot in front of the other, you know. Because the time, a bunch of
2: dummies asking each other questions, even though none of us knew anything, trying to figure (laughs) it out. (laughs) Because
0: yeah, like like Mike, you saw in the beginning of that book, I like someone uh, tweeted this the other day. It was funny, the quote that I wrote, but it was like I said to myself, "There's a lot of." idiots who are making money online i bet that's true i'm smarter than those people not all of them but some of them i bet i'm smarter than some of those people if they could do it i could probably figure it out too you know and if you just have that mentality you will figure it out
2: i think i wrote something like that in an email the other day maybe i just like remember maybe it was in my head from reading your book but i was just like there's a lot of dummies out there, <laughs> there so are. the only difference between those dumb dums and you is that like they're taking action
0: yeah Okay.
2: I have seen a lot of stupid people make a lot of money online. It's been pretty amazing to
1: watch. Like I've got some I've got some in my mind right now where I'm like, I never would have thought that they were they would be successful, but they just kept going. <laughs> like they if just you'd... they they just like just brute force, like went through, had no <laughs> skill or anything, but they just kept going and now they're making great money. So it's it's possible for anybody.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, it's all about that to the concept, right? It's all about just not stopping. <laughs> yeah. Like if you go long <laughs> enough, if you go long enough, you will stumble into success in this world. Yeah. Yeah. That's hundred percent, man. So, okay. So absolutely great conversation. We are next episode next week. We're going to have you back, Chris. We're going to actually be talking about the newsletter. How to start one, right? We're gonna be talking about like how do you start a paid newsletter, a physical newsletter? Because I know when you were doing this, Bobby and I both were having definite shiny object syndrome because it sounds so awesome. So we're gonna talk about that. But in the meantime, if y'all want to learn from the newsletter, remember Chris is giving you $20 off the first three months. You're getting the founding rate. You just got to use laptop empires as the coupon code in the link here in the show notes, if you're listening to this on your commute or whatever, make sure you take your butt back to our website when you get home and go check that out and read for yourself, see what it's like. When you join, you're gonna get the Pay Yourself First book that we've been talking about, 127 pages, all about this concept of paying yourself first and then how to do it, right? It's about writing those email broadcasts to your list and the newsletter, that's where the fun stuff happens. Every week or every month in the newsletter, Chris is gonna teach you more about automated email systems. And really when he's talking about creating assets, like we're talking about taking an action at the start of the day, but you can start creating these assets. And this is where you really, that concept of making money while you sleep actually happens. And so the more you can apply those principles and start adding those things into your business, that's where it starts to hockey stick. That's where it starts to compound. So you're really getting both sides of it with the book And the newsletter and the book is included for free in the newsletter when you join. So, Chris, thanks for being here, man. Everybody that's listening, be sure to subscribe. We'll see you next week. Thanks. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast. We out.